I'm a dude, and I'm inviting you to join me on a podcast about brews. Does that include stouts? Yes. Yes, of course it includes stouts. Like I was saying, join us every Saturday on the journey hey, hey, into... Hey, co- wait a minute. Do you, do you guys do anything about, like, IPAs? Yes. Like that? Yes, of, yes, of, yes, we do IPAs. Okay. It's, okay. It, yes. Anyway, join us on the Journey into Comics Network for Brews with Dudes. Whoa, whoa, po- hey, hey, do you... Have you guys ever... Do you care if I bring some Zima on? Yes, I care if you bring Zima. Zima doesn't count. Zima... Oh. Zima... Dr. Dongo. Anyway, join us every Saturday for a podcast that delves into the craft brew world. The following is a Journey to Comics Network production. Hey, hey, this is Josh Richmond, and you are listening to the Voice of Survival podcast, exclusively on the Journey into Comics Network. episode of the voice of survival podcast as the introduction said i am your host nate today joining me is a very special guest you guys have heard her all on the journey into comics network whether you're tuning in on every other friday to butt stuff podcast or every other sunday to literature she is the co-host of butt stuff and the host of literature podcast welcome to the voice of survival joanna how are you doing i'm good i'm good i'm glad to have you on today (laughs) Yeah, we've been talking about this for, I think, a couple of months. Yeah, I wasn't really least. sure when this interview was really going to actually take place because things, things in my life are always so chaotic. So I feel like if th- th- that's what makes everything work with the network is I let the ebb and flow of everything kind of just come to me. So it's like, oh, yeah, you are available. Cool, let's make it happen. So, yes, this episode is being recorded the day before it goes up. However... <laughs> We've been planning this for a while, and I'm really excited to talk to you today because we're going to get into your story. We're going to talk about your life and your journey, and uh, everybody has interesting stories and stuff. So where did I meet you? Oh, Jesus, the first time we met. Do you remember meeting me, I guess, is maybe a, is maybe a better first question here. I think it was the podcasting. I think it was... Um, I don't know if it was when everyone came over. no. Actually, I do remember. Oh, you, Brandon, and Mike all did a podcast. Okay. And him and I had just started dating, and I was really anxious because I didn't know any of you, so okay. I just didn't talk. <laughs> I'm thinking the. Fir- I feel like was the day we did that podcast. I feel like the same day we did. Do you remember like a food taste test? Was that that same yeah. day? Okay, so mm-hmm. famously, and I'm so fucking excited to talk about this here quickly, because this is a part of the, our journey knowing each other. That day is so famous in the lore of JIC because we do this blind food taste test challenge thing. And wouldn't you believe this motherfucker right here, this guy, won. 
Holy shit, I can't believe it. Mysteriously, though, some footage was lost, and it'll never see the light of day now because we, it's incomplete. <laughs> so no one knows what actually happened that fateful day that we met on camera. Oh, my gosh. I feel like we met before that, though. No, it's weird. Because, because I thought that that was supposed to, Was it at my house? Yeah. Because I remember there was a tarp and everything, but I feel like I met you at the Stones' house way before that. And it was super brief. I feel like that's plausible. You know, I, I, you know, even then, just when Brando and I were first doing stuff together with Journey into Comics, way back before any of this other shit started, uh, I had been to their house a couple times to do some podcasting, and it is likely that in passing, I would it was not something I would have recalled, or that we either of us would have retained. Um, I just, I definitely remember being in your kitchen and, 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 and drinking root beer and going, I'm going to fucking win this contest. Cause I know what's <laughs> what, and I'm so certain of it. And I actually think the French fries gave me the win cause it was, I was perfect on the fries. And I think I got like, I missed one on the root beers or some shit. I don't recall. Anyways, <laughs> I also remember the first time I podcasted with you. Now, do you remember mm-hmm. that? Was it the Cards Against Humanity? Absolutely. Yes, it was. We did a Cards Against Humanity. It was holiday bullshit too, I believe. Caitlin like basically pissed herself on your couch. Yeah. From I Am Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because I made up that card and it was fucking perfect. I don't know why I put that shit in there. Sometimes that <laughs> shit happens. It's weird. Anyway, so just to get into it, because we're going to kind of go all over the place with this journey. When you meet a guy like me who's into podcasts, you don't care about podcasting, you know what the fuck podcasting is, now you have two podcasts that you're doing very good things with. How did, what, like, what encouraged you and gave you the decision, where, where were you at when you guys came up with the idea to do butt stuff? Because we'll also dish on how literature came about, because that's an amazing story as well, but um. Like what? I guess I guess how did it even get brought up? Because it was unbeknownst to me this was even going to be a thing until when I told Brandon like we're going to do the network and he's like yeah we're going to launch it on the seventh and I was like cool and he's like also Kate and Joanna are doing a show and I was like Stone Cold Stunner out of nowhere really that's fucking <laughs> awesome and then and then he told me the concept and and it's been great ever since so where did that all how did that all start for you? Um, it came from a joke. A joke? Oh shit! I. I can't remember what we were talking about, but we were talking about your podcast or something. Sure. But I think nothing in particular, just how all the guys did get together. And I joked, if we had a podcast, it'd be journey into butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like, oh shit, that's funny. Yeah. And then it just developed into butt stuff. Like what would that show become? Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you have reservations starting a podcast? I mean, I know that when I started my show and I didn't have a co-host to start, so it was a, it was a lot different. Having another person there, though, how was that energy at the beginning when you guys hadn't really done a lot of this? We asked you, I mean, you guys literally decided with the least experience of the people that have started on the network, like, we're going to start a fucking show, and you guys did great right <laughs> out of the gate. So I'm just, there's like, a whole bunch of different places my brain goes. So, so yeah, start with that. Okay. Well, I think the first episode never actually, like, made it anywhere. Um, that night when I was going over there, I was just thinking, man, 
we're not actually doing this. Like, this isn't a real thing. People are not going to listen to this. This is just some idea that we had, and it's going to pass, and no one's going to ever hear about it again. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> How wrong you were. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So I can't remember. I don't even remember the second episode, or if that's the one that actually made it, but I, I think that the third one is the first actual episode. So you guys had done a couple dry runs and had some yes. attempts and tried to figure out what you were going to do, how you talk and stuff, what your formula is. You have to, you can't always go in blind and just assume you can kind of navigate a, a uncharted waters, you know? That actually going in blind is what helped the show. Really? That's excellent. So that's your guys' approach now is more to go in... You maybe have some ideas what you want to talk about, but nothing's been fleshed out. You've not dry run it at all or had any real. See, that's that's when you know you're in the zone as a podcaster, honestly. Yes, I'm, I'm actually remembering the show that we were going to talk about. It was Game of Thrones. We recorded a little bit of an episode and it was super scripted. And then we just it was garbage. It was just it was such garbage. Oh, so is, we... is that the one? That's the one that um I feel like Brandon was telling me. It was almost essentially you guys retelling what happened in the episode. Yes, it was so boring. I <laughs> I was part of recording it, and it was boring to me. You were like, oh my god, can we stop now anytime, please? Yes. I was like, I can't. If this is what it's going to be, I can't do this. Uh, no, <laughs> It doesn't matter what I do. This is not okay. So... We scrapped that and we just started over that same night and we just bullshit the whole thing. And then at the end we decided, yeah, that sounds good. And that's how they started going up. <laughs> that's great. The energy is awesome with your guys' show because you guys are all over the place, never really sure what you're going to cover. It could be explicit or controversial or whatever the fuck because you guys don't really have any barriers. And that's one thing I really really appreciate about having you guys on the network because you guys are really, and I don't know if you realize this, you're in really uncharted waters because the topics that you guys are choosing to cover are not like, they don't have large groups of podcasts trying to pave the way for those genres, if you will. And like, I know like essentially stoner housewife isn't a genre but God damn it, if it was, you guys are the first, you know what I'm saying? But like really cannabis culture and stuff like that, it's it's good because we're in a society now where things are changing. I mean, just not too far from where I'm at, uh, Cook County overwhelmingly, I don't know if you saw this, uh, decided to pass recreational cannabis laws in Chicago. Okay, so essentially what that meant was they're going to put it on the ballot in November. So now in November, Chicagoans will officially get to vote whether or not recreational cannabis will be legal within the city limits. That's fucking crazy. Like, this is 2018, you know, we're talking about. So your guys' show is really at the forefront of a movement. And you guys have the, the fun availability to just be so relaxed. And when you're listening... And I don't know if you listen to your show ever. I'm weird like that. I have to make sure that I don't sound like a total buffoon. So I always <laughs> listen to everything I'm doing, you know. Uh, so 
I don't know if you listen to your show in particular, but one thing I love about it is you put it on to do anything. And the next thing you know, you're just transported into your guys' living room. And you're sitting there doing the fucking dishes, and you guys are essentially in my living room having a chat that I get to listen to. And it's fucking incredible. That's the genuineness of a podcast, you know. And that's when I wanted to make this whole thing. That's why I did it. So to see you guys just capitalizing on it, man, it's like it's really lightning in a bottle because you guys have broken number boundaries for what our network has ever done download wise and stuff. And I don't know if that amounts to hill of beans. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Who knows? You know, (laughs) all it tells me is people are listening and you guys have stuff that people like to hear. And that makes me excited because I don't think in a million years when I met you, if I would have been like, Hey, Joanna, you can come podcast with us. You'd have been like, are you fucking crazy? No, I'm not going <laughs> to podcast with you. I don't even know you get away from me. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, I was nervous about just the cards against humanity thing, but I could just ignore that the mics were there. <laughs> yeah. Cause you were still just kind of lost in playing the game at the time. Yeah. I mean, in real- but- Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, but the podcast now thinking about it's kind of like girls nights, you know, when the three of us, I mean, when you add Gretchen too, um, <laughs> you know, we get together and you just get together and you're like, if everyone heard this, I mean, it would go viral. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's, I think, the essence of your guys' show. Yeah. It's what do girls talk about when they sit on the kitchen floor? <laughs> Is that where it happens? Is in your kitchen floor? Just you guys sit on the no. floor? It's Damn. our dining room, but so many good conversations do happen on the region. kitchen floor. So we need to put some mics down there for whatever happens. <laughs> that that sounds interesting. Yes. Uh, I've had many a sit down in that area of your home and podcasted and whatnot and had interesting memories within this podcasting realm. It's really cool, though, because, again, you're the dark horse, Joanna, out of nowhere. You're like, I don't. I, I'm not sure what got into you, but one day you messaged me and you're like, hey, I have a, an idea and I don't really know if I like the idea. It might be a bad idea. It could be a great idea. I don't know. Um, and then you pitched me literature. The end. That's the fucking story. It was great. I loved it. I was like, there is not a single podcast on earth that's like that that show. So back it up a little bit. Where did uh, that how did you how did you come to that decision where were you how does yeah i'm curious so it was during a podcast of butt stuff and it was actually one of the horrible episodes where we were watching movies i don't like those episodes the riff track episodes the riff track episodes are hard for sure but we were watching evil dead 2 and i was thinking man I wonder what would happen if I could just go on and on and on about this because I'm obsessed with, you know, the Evil Dead and that whole franchise and Ash versus the Evil Dead. But then I thought about what can I talk about more? And it's definitely books. I don't know if you can see my background. I mean, it's a lot of books. (laughs) I wish I was live streaming the show. I know we we aren't we wouldn't live stream this show, but there's a lot of books behind you. Jesus, there are too many books. And that's just three of the five. I have a whole shelf over here, another one over there, and you're only seeing part of the three. It's bad. You're already out of room, (laughs) I was told. I am making extra room. (laughs) 
You have to create space, huh? You're like, where can I fucking stash some books? I've been pushing all my books back on the shelf so I can start stacking in front of those books, too, because I've already stacked on top of those books. Hell yeah. You've got to <laughs> double down with your space. That's crazy. You lo- How many books do you think you have? I actually have a number because I, shit. I have an electronic library, too. That keeps track of everything that I have. That's impressive, actually. I didn't know that. Well, I mean, of course, if such a thing exists, we're in the fucking 21st century where you have an app for literally everything. So, yes. 549 fictional books. 549 of fiction. How many nonfiction books? Oh, I lost signal for a second. Oh, it's okay. (laughs) We're back. No worries. Yeah. That happens on this show. Uh, so, uh, how many nonfiction? Okay, I'm just getting to that. 16. Just 16, so it's not very impressive. So you, you're definitely more into the fiction. Yeah, if I'm going to get nonfiction, I don't feel the need to keep it. There's nothing in there that stays relevant to me. It's, oh, that's cool, but I'll get that at the library. <laughs> yeah, it's something I can just borrow for a time, read it, and give it back. I love the library. That's cool. Do you know there are things now? I have them up here. I don't know if you guys have them down there, but they're like little street posts that people put books in, and it's just like give a book stations or whatever, and then people can just like take from the, this like free library system. It's very yeah. interesting and modern. Do you guys have that down there? I've only seen a couple of them, and most of them have been in residential areas. Yeah, typically they are in residential so, areas. It just keeps away from people stealing books, like in the in the commercial yeah. zones. So um, yeah, so I keep thinking about some books, just taking them in there and just leave them. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're like, oh, what what you know? book? I didn't buy that book. What are you talking about? <laughs> but that is not my name written inside the book. That's some other Joanna that you may know. Yeah. For the longest time, I thought about putting my name on inside of each of the books. So if anyone borrows them, they're going to know, hey, this is Joanna's book. I better return it or I'm going to die. But I think (laughs) it would be too. If I hate it, if I hate the book and I want to get rid of it, then I'm for everyone knows that I read that book or at least attempted it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, God, the shame. What is the worst book you've ever read? Diary of a Haunting. Oh, I have it still on my shelf because I hate it that much. <laughs> I have to keep it. It's like a showpiece. How much I hate it. Yeah, it's a showpiece. Yeah. You're like, fuck this book. It's so good because it's yeah. so bad. Yeah, it's supposed to be this haunting, but half of the book is her counting flies because this uh, paranormal phenomenon multiplies things like spiders and spaghetti sauce and i'm not kidding it's horrible i hate it that sounds terrifying i definitely will not i'm not a huge reader i'm not a huge reader as it is because well i read a lot of comic books so i guess i am a huge reader i just consume my books differently and with lots of art uh the pretty pictures they help uh, i promise (laughs) so uh you you decide I'm gonna do this podcast and it's like an enlightened podcast about books, and I, I can I, I can just be myself and show everybody how knowledgeable people can be, and read and read some cool books, and yeah. um, <clears throat> I guess the biggest question I have because I don't think we've really talked about this, 
out of the gate, I think you're like, what, nine episodes in? You just recorded your ninth? Yeah. Okay. Just so last night. You're, you're past the threshold where most people give up. Congratulations. <laughs> seven is the number. Most podcasters will quit by or before seven. Um, it's just uh, that's a stat that I know. Um, don't ask me where I know it from because it's the internet and that's a terrible place to know stuff from because it might not be true. Fake news. Uh, but you're, you know, you're nine episodes in here. What have been some of the challenges for your show when you started it? And then how have things evolved? And then also, I guess it's really interesting to note that right now we're living in a paradox of time because technically Saturday or Sunday has already happened for you. Sunday hasn't yet happened to our listeners. So you have spoilers on your show that might get brought into play here that they'll hear before the show. So how does that work? And, and how do you feel about that? Well, I mean, they're going to find out eventually if they listen to it. That, so. that is very true. So what have, what have been some of these challenges for you, though, really breaking it down? Definitely the first was I tried podcasting by myself for the first, I think, four episodes. It's hard. And it's like, oh, I have all of this knowledge, but it's really boring when you're just talking to a microphone and you just get really awkward with it. So at the time, she was a guest. But, you know, Mish was coming on the show and that's when it really took off, like sitting there and seeing both two people reading the same book and seeing both insights. <sighs> yeah. And you guys right now are in a um, and we should also talk about this, too, because I don't want people to get the misconception that you're only doing Potter from here on in. Right now, you're doing a series of Potter just because it's a fucking cool thing to do. Yeah, like Potter is super in-depth and we're both obsessed. I mean, I have a Harry Potter tattoo, if that tells you anything. Obsessed. And also <laughs> a ton of pops that are like up in this up in this way, up in this way. They're over. Up in this way. Yeah. Yeah, I got it the first time. Cool, yeah. You have a lot amazing collection of uh, Harry Potter pop vinyls as well. Um, so it's it's cool. So, so some of your struggles have been podcasting alone and feeling that... <clears throat> That boring effect of, and, and I also experienced it. I mean, go listen to the original first few episodes of Journey into Comics. While it's very much me and it's who I am as a person, it's very dry because I'm, I don't know how to talk to somebody I don't know who's listening. But get me in a yeah. room with someone who I know how they're feeling my energy, and then I can just be myself and bullshit with you, and, and it's a good time, and we're having a conversation, such as now. So... I totally understand being alone in podcasting and how difficult it is. And also, um, you say something, and then you're like, fuck, did I say that right? And then you kind of get lost in, did I fuck that up? Do I need to start again? Oh, shit, I, gotta, I better do it again. And, yeah. Oh, fuck, I got to go. And, <laughs> and it gets tiring. It wears you out to podcast like that. Yeah. You know, you just kind of you start recording and you're trying to be really professional for whatever reason by yourself because just laughing like a maniac out of nowhere just kind of makes you sound a little crazy. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just like today on literature. <laughs> yes, this is great. Everybody's like, what the fuck is her deal? Whoa. Yeah. So, you know, when the dog comes up and knocks over your microphone and all that, you're like, I should probably record that again. Because yeah, like, it's, damn it, 
<laughs> so it's the woes of podcasting, and now you're, let's see, um, episode 16, I think, of Butt Stuff. Episode 9 of Literature means you're, like, at 25 podcasts, plus the few you've just appeared on in specials and stuff, Lifetime. So, I mean, you're, you're becoming a little bit more proficient in this. Um, how do you feel now as a podcaster, now that you're a little bit further along in this journey, as opposed to when this all started and you thinking it was a cruel, fucked-up joke that no one would ever hear? Hmm. Well, I'm realizing that there's people who do listen to it. <laughs> yeah, all over the world. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, hmm. I do feel a little bit more confident. I'm not re-recording so much or thinking, like, rethinking what I just said too much. It's it's probably fine. <laughs> it's going to be fine because I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. A- and so trust I, me, I, even I feel the... like I was just nervous at first, and now it's just so normal that it's... Okay, I did that thing. <laughs> totally. And I mean, even the pros fuck up. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were trying to talk about something about Avengers. And they said a totally fucking kiboshed, wrong stat, wrong movie quote or something. And I was like, no, that's not right at all. You're supposed to be professional, and I'm struggling over here. Fuck off with that. You know, like, so everybody fucks up, you know, and, and, you just present your show as professionally as you can with the best of your ability. And I, I commend you because I think, like I said, out of all the people that this network has been built around, and it wasn't a lot to do with me. Everybody else just kind of was like, I want to do a show. Let me try something. Let me do this. Let me do this. You're the one that surprised me the most because even now I feel like in our friendship, I don't know enough about you. And I feel like there's a long, windy journey of life that we'll kind of we'll we'll go through if you'll let us. Um, but I mean, it's funny to me that I just it's so unexpected and it's so great to see people kick ass at this thing, man. Like there are there are not a lot of fucking people that can say they have a kick ass group of people around them that podcast on their fucking level and have fun and, and, and all that shit. And you guys just do it with such, such grace. Literally. That's, I think the best way to put that. Um, I can't wait for more episodes. There's going to be so many more things that I'm sure you guys are talking about and planning. It's interesting because I don't know, you know, with butt stuff, you don't really have a plan right now with literature. You kind of have to have a plan because you're, you're cataloging something. You're doing a serial, uh, mm-hmm. Where do you guys do you guys have any thoughts? What what where do you, I know you're so early in this thing with the Potter stuff, but like where do you go yeah. after this? And well, then what? We definitely want to like more like book events or talking to more authors, book club, anything like yeah, anything to get more people talking. Absolutely, because when you really get into a book, there's more meat to it than what meets the eye when you just read it and go on yeah it's better to always read something and then be able to discuss it with another person a comrade if you will because your vision of that book how you hear a character's dialogue how you feel that character through the way this author writes can change your perception and then you can have but I kind of feel this character a little bit more like this man this is how I feel it and then you guys kind of come to this agreement maybe he's more like this maybe she's more like that uh, so yes, I would love to see you guys doing book clubs and like having like out events and shit. I think it would be great. I know you're planning, uh, 
just to maybe do a in-person podcast in the near future with Michelle, which is going to be crazy. What? I have a long trek ahead of me for that. Are you driving it? Yeah, I'm driving it with Padfoot. Whoa. I'm taking, yeah, I'm taking Patty the whole way, but I'll be, I'll be gone. I'm seeing one of my best friends on the way for a little bit. Cool. Going to her and meeting him again and then coming back home because coincidentally they're both about the same distance away which i can make in a day drive oh cool so so you're gonna make a little road vacation with patty that'll be totally exciting for you and uh man i i tell you what the energy because again reflecting and me being all nostalgic and shit. You guys will hear all about that at some point in the near future. Uh, when Brando and I started podcasting, it was over Skype like this. We didn't, you know, we didn't do video or whatever because for whatever fucking dumb reason, that was stupid of us. I don't know. Um, but we did the audio thing for a while, and it was so cool to finally be in person with him and do the show. Mm-hmm. The energy just fucking shifts, and then it will. And here's the beautiful thing, and this is something that you'll experience. Once you guys do that, it will forever be that. It will forever shift to whatever that in-person thing becomes. Because you'll find it. It'll be so natural. You'll be there. You'll not be over a screen in this whole like quasi-energy. I can kind of see you, but you're still a screen away, you know? So uh, that's yeah. going to be fucking really cool. But now, I think we should... Uh, if you're feeling it, I think we should trek back and start talking about where this all started. Where do you come from? How old are you, I guess, is another good question. Are you old <laughs> enough to be on my podcast? You're not a minor? No, I'm 24. Oh, groovy, groovy. I am. <laughs> you're... Yeah, you just turned 24. We were there for your birthday. Duh. Yeah. I cooked you guys <laughs> breakfast. Yes, that was an amazing breakfast. That's just me riffing. That was like throwing some shit together. If I would have had time to plan that shit, next time we come down, we're going to plan to do some cooking. And that's all I'm saying about that, because I genuinely love to cook. Folks, you can hear all about me cooking on Foodies Watching Movies podcast. That's every other Wednesday on the Journey Into Comics network at journeyintocomics.com. Back to the show. All right, man. So where do you where do you hail from? What's the journey like? How did you get to Lafayette, Indiana? How does that all windy road, I feel? Well, I've pretty much always been here. Okay. Um, I was born in Indy. Okay, Indianapolis. However, um, I don't remember any of that, but yeah, I grew up here so that was my entire trek here was was small drive away so you've always pretty much lived in lafayette and um i mean growing up do you have siblings brothers sisters cousins um well um i actually did not grow up with my mother or father um I don't know who my biological father is. I do not care to know. Fair but enough. my biological mom, um, she was more into drugs and whatever else she was doing. I don't know a whole lot else about her other than she was in prison a lot. Damn. So I grew up with my grandmother and my step-grandfather. And they just had guardianship of me. So 
The only thing I ever wondered as a kid was, why is my last name different? <laughs> why is why are they older than everyone else? You know, that was always really confusing. Um, but siblings, I know that I have two, but I don't know who they are. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, I just know that they're older than me, and they're somewhere. They're somewhere uh, doing something. Yeah, that's Fair <laughs> about as far as that went. Um, other family... I don't have a whole lot of family to talk about. Fair enough. To be honest. <laughs> so growing up, you were kind of in a very interesting situation. Uh, what did you do as activities? What kept your what kept your mind out of a different world? Because you know we all experience childhood differently, and I feel that trauma befalls everyone in a different manner. And uh, you have to distract somehow. There has to be an outlet. Right. So what got you creating, doing, being who you are now? How, how, you know, how did you find yourself amongst this crazy muddied water? Well, um, when I was super young, I'm saying like probably five, six okay. sort of age. Um, I didn't really have a lot of friends that I hung out with. I didn't really interact with people. I just wasn't, I wasn't into it then. It just hasn't changed, but I would just kind of play by myself. And I, I mean, it's really weird, but I had that kind of like imaginary friend kind of thing, but I didn't see or wasn't, this is my imaginary friend. It's if I had a conversation that I would like, what would it be like kind of thing? You're very super weird. No, that's actually very, no, no, listen to me. <laughs> Listen, here's the thing I want to say that I love that I get to impart a little bit of knowledge upon you. My grandma, Ethel Phillips, was one of the most beautiful women on earth. Uh, she gave me so much knowledge in my life. And, um, you know, she said sometimes the truth is within yourself and all you can do is have the best conversation and find who you are that way. And, you know, I loved that because I also, I mean, my situation is a little bit different. I had a sibling I knew, and I had a sibling I love. She lived with my mom. I lived with my dad. We barely saw each other. So the time we had was very, very precious and few futile moments together. And a lot of times it was childish bullshit fighting because we were fucking kids. You know, we didn't know or care at that time or whatever. So I did spend a lot of my time also keeping to myself if I wasn't around people. And a lot of time I was with my grandma because my dad was always working. So I was always with her hanging out and, you know, doing whatever she was doing, feeding goats and shit. We did that. That was fucking cool. Feeding fucking goats. <laughs> I love goats. Oh my gosh. Goats. <laughs> yeah, so I know that's, cute. Yeah, it's totally a weird, total random tangent. But <laughs> back to it. So what were some things that kept you entertained? And, and <clears throat> you know, we haven't even gotten to the chain mail stuff yet. That's a part of this journey, too, that we are totally not forgetting. Because... Jesus there's, Christ, lady, there's some sort of talent within you that I don't understand, and we'll get there. But so creativity, creatively speaking, music, did you do anything? Did you play any instruments, anything like that? Um, I did start playing music around the age of eight. Sweet. Um, my grandmother, whom I, you know, obviously lived with, um, I always called her mom. That's, you know, who I knew her as. I didn't remember anything prior to but she got cancer, and then she passed away a couple of months later. Damn. And it just didn't feel... 
I didn't feel like I had anything heavy enough. So I ended up getting a first act guitar that Christmas. Um, yeah, the, the day after. So I, I played that pretty hard for a few years. You play guitar. That's cool. I actually didn't know that about you. Yeah, I could play the Black Album in sixth grade, with the exception of quite a few of the solos, let's be honest. <laughs> Kirk is a god, let's be honest. What the fuck? It's like, here's this part, and skip this part. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's that's so funny. Look at, and again, an interesting symmetry to our friendship, because musically speaking, when I got into heavy music, the first album that gravitated me to be a guitar player was the black album i spent a lot of my time learning inter sandman and you know laughing my ass off that they stole music from west side story i don't know if you know that but mm -hmm. um <clears throat> the intro to don't tread on me it's from fucking west side story they just played it on guitar. I was like, that's fucking genius. <laughs> and then I watched the documentary, and Kirk Hammett literally is like, good artists borrow, great artists steal. And I was like, holy shit, that's a brutal quote. And then he explains how uh, the intro to Inner Sandman is a Jimi Hendrix lick backwards. Bet you didn't know that. And you played that shit. You didn't even know you were playing some Hendrix shit. Yeah, I'm just... I'm a kid, whatever, you know. That's cool. I'm actually genuinely shocked you played guitar. That's fucking incredible. What are your, what, aside from Metallica, what are some of your other musical in, uh, influences with playing guitar? Um, I liked Pantera. Fuck yes. A lot. Um, Slipknot. I did go, when I started guitar in fourth grade, I did start with some Green Day, and then I very quickly realized that I'm better than this. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, in fifth grade, I began Metallica and Pantera. You're like, let's get serious here, folks. Yeah. Granted, I probably thought it was great at the time. It probably actually sucked, but we went with it. But... I did that quite a while. I... I was going through a really hard time in my personal life. Totally. So um, I was just trying to find the heaviest thing to play possible, and I didn't really talk to anybody at the time. Again, I was just never a people person, but I did have a couple of friends when I was younger, and when I started, basically, when my grandmother got cancer, my life just it just shit everywhere. Everything went the wrong direction and you had to gravitate towards something. And it's awesome because metal music is the great reliever. You know, metal music is the thing that speaks when the heart can't sometimes, you know. And there are many a times where I've been listening to some fucking metal song that doesn't amount to a hill of beans to what they're speaking about, but all of a sudden I get real emotional feeling because they hit a chord. They say something right in the right time that makes me think about what I'm reflecting on in my life now, you know, and that is something that is, I've literally owe my whole life to metal music. So it's so fucking cool that that's a part of your journey too. So did you stop playing guitar for a time? Did you give it up or did things change? How does that all um, 
Well, it kind of goes back. I I quit playing because I ended up having PTSD um, after the age of 13. Um, bet- when my grandmother got cancer, I ended up being in a lawsuit oh, or it was a custody battle. And a family member whom I barely knew decided, oh, I want to get custody of you so I can have money. So visitation, I, you know, I was abused a lot, sexually assaulted. And that went on until I was 13. So every time I pick up a guitar, I just think about... The worst stuff. Yeah, the stuff that you, you know, you can't... uh... You can't forget, and it's uh, it's fucked up, man. I I know that the world we live in now, there are a lot of terrible and cruel people. And um, pragmatically speaking, though, you had to shift and find something else to to get into. Is thirteen when you were like, I fucking love books. Like, let's go on journeys and let's do something totally else. Kind of. I I did love books when I was way younger. I mean, I started Harry Potter in, I think, second grade. I read the first book, you know. Um, technically, you weren't supposed to read it until third grade, but you had to. Oh, folks, we lost signal for a second. We're going to have her say that again. What were you saying about second grade? Sorry. You couldn't, couldn't read it until oh, you were yeah. in third grade, and you were reading it in second grade. Sorry, folks. Yeah, you had to get some sort of pass so that you could read the higher level books but I fell in love with it but I didn't read for so long and I read Goosebumps and um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark and I absolutely love those hey speaking of Goosebumps books you just got some Goosebumps <laughs> books from yours truly which was a majority of the OG of the OGist, my personal curated collection that I've had for my whole existence so so many. I've gone. I've read two this year so far. Hell yeah. Which two? So they're just just the first two. I'm gonna read them in order, and whatever books are reading are missing, I'm just gonna buy or, them right then and there. Order them and pick them up. Oh, I can't wait to see you complete that collection. Oh. <laughs> I so longed for the day when I would actually think about completing that collection, and it just never got. You know, I collect comic books and other weird shit. So Goosebumps is not on the first of the list, as it were. Uh, Oh, yeah. It's on the top of my list. It's thrift books, Amazon used, anything. I'll find them. Hell, yeah. But they do right now sit perfectly. They fill up two of my mini shelves perfectly. So once I buy something else, there's just going to be some lonely books on a third shelf slowly stacking up. I'm sorry, books. We'll get to you eventually. We'll get yeah. to you eventually. I'm so sorry. I loved Goosebumps growing up, and it was definitely a great escape for me. Uh, Night and Terror Tower sticks out. I think that's book 27. Uh, fucking Haunted Mask sticks out, one of my all-time favorites. Uh, Haunted Mask 2 was also great. Night of the Living Dummy, amazing. Say Cheese and Die, which was so <laughs> good. Say Cheese and Die, so good they turned it into Final Destination 3. That literally is the plot for Final Destination 3. They were like, fuck it. We'll just steal from Goosebumps. Say cheese and die style. We'll take the picture. That's going to be what happens before it happens. You'll see it in the picture. Yeah. Like, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, hey, look. 
you're see you're special just like everyone else. Train of our existence shows up in the middle of the podcast to say hello. So you've never been on with the train. She's loud. She's obnoxious. And we hate her. <laughs> Go away. Train. Ugh. Anyways, back to it. So you're into heavy music. You stop playing guitar. You, you really start to gravitate into other stuff. Where does your journey take you until you're out of high school? You know, like how are those final five or so years between the ages of thir- of you know, 13 to 18, how, where, what did you do? Did you start going and working? I went to work at 14. So, you know, I don't, everybody's journey is a little bit different. What, uh, what, you know, what were you up to? Well, I, I did spend a lot of time reading. I like, I'm ashamed to admit, but I read like the entire twilight series in eighth grade or something. You were a kid and it was popular at the time. Don't be ashamed of that. Yeah. I was into all these ridiculous paranormal book series like, in the rest of my middle school career. So how you got your worst book ever is because you bought it then? No. Oh, I actually bought that as an adult. Oh, shit. You're like, oh, I got to call myself out on this one. Fuck. Yeah. Just maybe a couple of years ago. Damn. I saw it and I was like. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to buy it. It sounds interesting. It wasn't. But <laughs> it wasn't. Anyway. <laughs> I'm so proud to own this shitty book. It's that bad. See, and the it's... only book I cared about, I lent to my grandmother who has it and I still don't have it and I'm sad I don't have my book. The book was God is Dead by Ron Curry Jr. I think I've suggested that to you a couple times. You have, um, and I have it on my wish list on Amazon now. It's a really interesting read. I mean, literally, God dies, and it's all these people's different perspectives learning the truth that God has died, and what they do with that knowledge is fucked up. It's a really interesting look at humanity as a whole. Um, it was weird because I was at Barnes & Noble's one time, like 15 years ago or some shit. I don't remember when it was. No, man, it probably wasn't 15 years ago. I was probably 18, so it was, okay, it's like 13 years ago. And uh, I saw it, and I was like, oh, that title sounds fucking cool. God is dead. It's so metal. And I bought it. Just I didn't. That's all I did. It was like, oh, it's going to be great. And then it was really a great read, and I was like, oh, my God, I stumbled upon something that's actually, like, profound. Like, it changed me after I read it. Like, I had to, like, sit down for a minute and think about my existence. It was fucking crazy, existential and shit. Um. So back to it. What were you doing in your? Uh, you were doing a lot of reading. First job? Did you? Where did you go to work? What was that? How did you do that? I did not work when I was younger. Um, whom I call my dad. After the whole legal thing, I ended up getting adopted finally, so that he had legal rights. So I call him dad. He was my step grandfather. He's been there my whole life. He's basically my dad. Totally. But he did not want me working and all this other crap, so I didn't. So I did, like, camera stuff. Like, I got really hard into photography, and I started my horror thing again because I'm really into horror movies. I always was, even as a kid. I watched Hellraiser at, like, in, like, preschool, and I loved it. That's fucking incredible. So I started doing effects makeup, and I think you've seen a little bit of that. I've seen you do some effects um, makeup. You're very talented at that. 
Um, I've also seen. Yeah, like if it's gory and it's it's fucked up, I love it. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny that you say the thing about horror, too. That's like a reoccurring theme on The Voice of Survival. A lot of my guests are into horror stuff. What's your favorite horror movie all time? Oh, man. Sorry to bust you out like that. I know that's just a totally left field question you probably weren't expecting to answer on my podcast today, but I got to take you out of it. Yeah. It really wasn't. Yeah. Stone Cold Stunner out of nowhere. My cat is also itching herself right behind the iPad or behind the laptop. Get out of here, Cammy. Don't give me that look. Okay. Is it horrible that I don't really have a favorite? If I had to pick something that makes me the happiest, I enjoy watching it. It's the original It, though I do really love the f- new one. Yeah. But Hellraiser, I mean, that's my first horror movie. That scene when Frank is coming back from the floorboards is just phenomenal. Yeah. And that is just so nostalgic for me. I love it so much. Hell yeah. Uh, trying to think. I was going to ask you something. Oh, okay. So you said you got into to special effects. What aside from horror movies, what was it like trying your hand at that for the first time? Because I don't know shit from shit, but I feel like you know all these like cool tricks and shit to make really crazy shit look bad when it's not bad at all. If that makes sense. Toilet paper. I started with mostly toilet paper, some latex, or you can make a kind of gelatin substance at home that will kind of eventually dry a little bit that you can paint. Oh. Um, you know, the internet was my friend. Finally, I didn't have internet until I was in seventh grade, by the way. Oh, wow. So far behind the times, but (laughs) I finally had internet. So I just looked up all these crazy little things and well, let's see how disgusting I can make this. And I would use eyeshadows and I just start smashing them up and (laughs) mixing them up. And hell yeah. Oh, my dad would get so mad at me that I was just wasting it. I'm like, Eh, fuck off. <laughs> it's not wasting. I'm creating art. I'm exactly. trying my hand at it. No, I think, um, yeah, you do a phenomenal job with the the art stuff. And it's crazy because it's like layer after layer of you as a person. You're so multi-faceted. like You play guitar and you do all these other things. And uh, another thing that blows my mind is you also do this crazy chain mail thing. We haven't even gone there yet. Like, and I want to just kind of go there for a minute. Because you make incredible chainmail pieces. Thank you. Where did that come from? What? Well, I just started last August and I learned from Gretchen because she's been doing it for a long time. Yeah, Gretchen does stuff too that's awesome as fuck. Yeah. But um, I was just like super depressed and like PTSD was like getting really bad. But something about just slowly bending rings was very calming you know yeah it's methodical it can put you at ease to just go into a rhythm of doing something and just like get lost in it and like especially if it's something that you're creating that's small enough that you can do in a sitting and you're like oh fuck it i'm going for it let's do it let's make this piece and just take our time and have fun with it you've done you actually did a piece that is fucking so crazy, folks. I've held this thing in my hand. You did a... You're going to have to tell me the dimensions because I don't know. I feel like it's an 8.5 by 11 or probably bigger than that, 11 by 17 or some shit. Uh, but amazing Skyrim piece that is fucking mind-blowing. What? <laughs> well, 
Okay, well, I started with the jewelry because that was really simple. Yeah. But I just kind of sat down like, I know that there's this thing called an inlay and I know it's supposed to be hard and I'm just going to fucking try it. So um, I ended up finding like a kind of complete template and then I tweaked it so that it was more fitting for me. Cool. And I just winged it. I just started putting it together and like counting out and matching up the ring colors and trying to make this Imperial Legion. <laughs> it's pixel art. Simple. It's advanced yeah. badass pixel art that's fucking made, crazy. Made with metal. <laughs> made with metal. You're a metal fucking person, Joanna. You're metal <laughs> AF. Across the board, like... I remember one time I was over at your house and, you know, we haven't even got into the fact that you and Gretchen are both my tour moms. So, like, that's a fucking thing that we also can discuss for a minute here. So, I've spent a lot of time at your house and I've crashed there and I've been up at weird hours eating fucking pizza and being pissed off at some Joe Schmo for some dumb shit that happened at some show or whatever. You know, or being crazy happy that we sold some shit out or whatever. So... I remember one night I was like hanging out on your floor and everybody was talking and I like leaned back and I like fell into your metal section and I was like, oh my God, it's all of my CDs. Did you steal my fucking CDs? Who ran into my fucking house and stole exactly all of my awesome metal CDs that I fucking love? Who did it? Like, seriously, what the fuck? And it was you. Yeah. And that's like mostly my sixth grade kind of like fourth or sixth grade collection because then I got more into downloading music because it was much cheaper so I could get more. Yeah, totally. But um, yeah, that was one of those things where it's like, oh, Britney Spears, fuck off. Let's try Pantera. And yes. it was just literally a day switch. Just So, <laughs> man, you keep saying Pantera. What is your favorite Pantera song? That question has been asked on various podcasts in the network. Oh, has it really? Yeah, yeah. I got th this was a question that got tossed around all the way on Podcastrophe episode four, The Fruits of War. Yes, I remember. Don't ask me why. The Podfather has a fucked up weird brain that remembers shit. I don't know how. I'm dumb as a box of rocks, but I remember everything I ever heard. That's a quote from Tucker and Dale Versiva for you. <laughs> Such a good movie. Fuck yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, Pantera... Favorite song, go. Mine's Floods. Oh, my gosh. I'd probably have to say Five Minutes Alone. Like, that's just what comes to mind. But not so much the title, just now that song's stuck in my head that now that you riff. mention it. <laughs> oh, man, it's so good. Uh, do you know what that song's about? Have you heard the story of how they wrote that song and, like, where it came from? I don't think so. I'm... I think you've noticed I'm one of those people that I enjoy, but I have a horrible time actually looking into it because I just take it as how it makes me feel. And then it's, that was cool. Five stars. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. No, Five Minutes Alone was actually, uh, Pantera was blamed for some violence that had happened, right? And record labels coming down on them. Hey, man, people are saying that your music made them violent. They hurt people. That's not fucking cool. It's kind of like Columbine and Marilyn Manson, right? So Phil was so mad and he was like, if I just had five minutes alone with one of these motherfuckers, I'd just fucking give them their what fors, you know, and show them what's up. And I love that about Pantera. Anyways, moving on. 
back to your chain mail. So you decided back in August, like, fuck it, I'm going to start making chain mail. This is cool and therapeutic, and it makes me feel good. And now you just, you're in it. You love it. You created a company for it. Yeah, I, I started The Forge. Hell yeah. And it hasn't took off like I hoped it would. But I mean, granted, I'm just starting, so not too concerned about it. But I started realizing I'm making all of these things, but I'm not going to wear all of these things. I'm not, I don't need all of these things. You're like, shit, I'm running out of space. Why do I have all these fucking things? Yeah. And it's like, I realize I like making stuff for people, but why not make a business? More people can enjoy it. That makes it, I can, I can make more stuff. And like, I finally made my first chain mail, well, scale mail top for St. Patrick's Day. Cool. Yeah, that looked cool. Yeah. Partially finished. It was 400 scales, but I thought it would go a lot further than that. (laughs) Jesus. Wow. So maybe 400 more and we'll be almost finished. Wow, that's crazy. So that's so much effort and time. How many hours do you put into some of these pieces? Like the Skyrim piece, for example. How many hours do you think you sank into that? If you were to include, because you have your prep time. And basically what that is, you either open or you close a ring. And then eventually you're going to do assembly. But probably total if you include planning probably into like 55 60 hours wow like because i i spent i spent so long like okay about how many rings is this gonna be how long like how much do i need to order where am i gonna put this red where is this ring gonna lay so that when the red comes through is it gonna hit the black ice and the silver where is this all gonna be and then just putting it together, I ended up actually getting about 400 rings in without the red. I initially had no red in there. And I looked at it and decided, I fucking hate this. So I took it all apart and started over. Wow. What? That's crazy. I think right now it's, what, 2,813 rings. But I am going to add a little bit more. But I have one more project that I want to finish before I get back into that. Hell Yeah. Man, it's crazy to think, though, too, the Forge is something that will so quickly, I'm sure, quickly take off once everything gets put in place because you also run a really successful bookstagram, Miss Lady of Many Talents. You also <laughs> take phenomenal pictures of your books displayed on Instagram for people. They fucking love you. You get crazy likes. Like I've seen some crazy likes, and you get some crazy likes. I'm like, wow. Holy shit. I love books. And books are beautiful on their own. So totally. I mean, they kind of get most of the credit. <laughs> They're artsy. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's kind of just one of those things where I feel like when you get into a book, it's cozy. But you enter that world. And it's just so nice. Sorry, the cat was uh, trying to come up <laughs> on the uh, laptop again. I'm like, Cammy, we're trying to record a mother flipping podcast and you know it you stinking ass cat she loves it she's like i will waft in your general direction as she but yeah I, I i just discovered in i think 2015 okay. that there's just this whole community on instagram that just really loves books and takes cute pictures and talks about books 
And I just hopped on to that. <laughs> you were like, let's do books right now. You have such a great collection, too. How far, how deep are you into photographing your collection? Have you had to slow down because you're like, oh, shit, I'm too many posts in and all of a sudden fuck not even oh, close no. i i think i have the opposite of are there so many where the fuck do i start but i'm kind of more whatever i'm currently reading or thinking about because i'm not going to talk about something that i bought and it's i'm going to get to it but not right now <laughs> fair enough so I'm going to ask another question about some things book related. I wanted to make sure I asked this on air because I don't know that I've officially like I feel like you said a thing, but I feel like now that we've settled in time and maybe you've let some things resonate, you may have a different answer. I don't know. Um, who's your favorite author? And then also coupled with who's your favorite author? Might I ask how many of these authors that you have books from have you actually like met? Is that because that I feel like that's a great question. Oh man. Okay. So every time you ask me a favorite, I never have one favorite because I feel like there's so many parts of me that needs that different love of different things. Totally. So when I'm feeling a certain way a certain time, eh, other authors may not, they may not do it for me. Let's see. Stephen King's definitely up there. I was going to John... say, I feel like he's a shoe in Everybody loves Stephen King, you know? Yeah. Like, there's definitely books I don't like, but overall, very impressed. I love John Green. I have, I got my, I read him for the first time in seventh grade looking for Alaska. Really? And I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Fault it was in Our not, Stars. The only... Yeah, that was not my first book. I, I was obsessed with it, but. Looking for Alaska, but the whole reason was because it was a black book with smoke on it. I was hoping it was horror, but it was definitely not what it was. Because I decided, I'm just going to grab something by the cover and go. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. And I realized that you cannot judge a book by its cover. I officially decided it that day. But I loved it. <laughs> Excellent. Um, it's interesting. I have a memory. I've never read A Fault in Our Stars. I've never read the book. I've never seen the movie. Don't know I nothing about it. I have two copies. Damn. Uh, so interesting story, though. You know those bones that are in Indianapolis that are a part of that story? They're like at the History Museum in Indianapolis. They're like these bones you can walk on, these lovely bones or some shit. I don't know. They're in the in the mm -hmm. story. They're in the story of A Fault in Our Stars is all I know. Um, but... I went there before and someone was telling me about that shit. And I was like, who's this John Green cat? And then the next time I heard about John Green, you went and saw him on like the Turtles mm -hmm. All the Way Down tour and got some signed shit. And you have like three copies of that book, which is crazy. <laughs> All signed, right? Yeah. My question is, does he just sign every copy? Like, fuck it. Someone will want my signature. No. I, well, he signed every single pre-order. That's cool, though. That's like well, loyalty. I guess not every single one. Most of them. There were two VIN numbers that you had to kind of decide, is this one of the signed copied ones or not? So I made sure when I pre-ordered that it had the right number. <laughs> Damn. You were like, I want the right one. He better give me a signed. Yeah. 
So my second signed copy, he signed all of them at the event prior to it. So I have that one. And then the third one, I was at Target, and they still had some pre-orders, which is crazy. But one of them had DFTBA in it. And that was Don't Forget to Be Awesome if you don't listen to Vlogbrothers already. Okay. So I kind of had to buy that one, too. So now there's three copies that all are significant to me and I can't get rid of. Damn, you're just stuck with them. What do you do? Yeah, with, what if you do with multiple copies? How do you display them? How do you determine who's first, who's last? I feel like they're children. You have to like decide which order they go in. Make me feel bad. Well, I put them in order usually from how I get them. It's just like the first book is the one that's written in everywhere. There's It's just sticky notes and pen. Yep. <laughs> and I have my nice one from the event in the center. And then my one from Target. And then I have two more copies of Faulkner Stars. And it's just when I get them. Hell yeah. I, I commend your collection. Look, as a comic book collector, I know that media like this, you know, they want to turn everything digital. And people like us repping the old school way of like having the physical shit. It's great. I love touching books or comics or whatever it is and like getting into them. I have digital Marvel comics. I just read them physically because I have them physically too. And I was like, I don't even want to go fucking get the download for that shit anymore and deal with that. I'm just going to get the book that's in the fucking comic room and read this shit. So what? I want to read it. So I read it. It made me feel good. So... Uh, I'm trying to think, where do we go from here? It's like we're kind of almost back to the start here now because now you're back to, you're like a podcaster and a successful bookstagrammer and you you, you you do the forge and that's a fucking amazing thing that takes a lot of time and effort and talent. I mean, I'm sure you have a million other projects you're going to create from the forge because you're just like, oh, what else can I do? Like, what other fucking cool things can we come up with next, you know? Um, and that's great. That's something that's, uh, it's good to, to have passions, things you really, you know, can sink your soul into. And I think that you found your way in podcasting and I'm glad you're a part of that journey. Uh, typically here is the part in our story where we kind of shift gears a little bit. I'm going to ask you a different kind of question. And that is if there's anything that we haven't really topically covered within your journey that you think we should, or that maybe we should go a little bit further into a certain thing please feel free to continue us down that path if not we can always shift gears to something else it's not a it's never a big to do i can't think of anything at the moment <laughs> well okay as long as you feel your story has been aptly represented i want to thank you first of all so much for coming on the voice of survival I think that you are definitely a person who exemplifies the ideology of surviving and fighting through and going through shit and learning to just become your own creation. And it's funny that you have red hair because you're kind of like the phoenix in that regard. You know, you just you, you rebirthed yourself through bullshit to create something new. And I, I, th I think that's an amazing thing. And I love hearing people that have the ability to do that. Because, you know, so often in this world that we live in, you get people who get lost to the drugs or they get lost to the whatever, whatever the thing is to help them get through. And you found things that are creative and brilliant. And there's a cat right here that decided to show up. Do you see this shit? Look at her. <laughs> she just said, hey. Hey, I'm coming on the show for a second. Cammy, get down. We're talking. We're having serious talk. Okay, so back to it. 
you know, I think that you do, you are dictionary definition of survival. You've had to survive in some fucked up situations, man, and get through some stuff that I'm sure you never want to ever try to relive. And no one's ever asking you to unless you, you know, ever want to have a place to open up. And that's not on air. That's an extension to me as a person and, and, and nothing beyond that. But um, I think that there are many great things still to come from you, Joanna, and I can't wait to see what they are. And I'm looking forward to where the podcast leads you, both shows, as it were. Um, I feel you guys have some big stuff planned for food, or not for foodies, that's my show, for butt stuff, that's your show. Uh, they they run, coinc- they coincide with each other, so sometimes my brain gets wonky. I'm like, brain's all wonky. Um, <laughs> but you guys have like a St. Fatty's Day plan. Gotta love that, right? You guys are gonna like do a live stream show. Is that what I've heard? Is there's 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 possibility of that happening? Yeah, um, uh, there's a game that we've been playing recently. What do you mean? And it has been brilliant every time we've played. Shit, yeah. And that's what's gonna play. That's what we're doing. Oh and man, it's amazing. <laughs> I I feel like you almost just sold me and signed me up to do that now. Like, I feel like you're going to see me like, hey, guys, how's it going? Podfather's showing up here to party. How's it going? Um, what do you mean? I love it. I'm stoked. Sounds great. That's going to be fun. Where can people find you on all your different social medias? If you if you could uh, plug yourself for a second, where do people find all the things you're doing? Let's see. At Butt Stuff Podcast, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. It's just one T, by yeah. the way. <laughs> and a comma and Twitter, right? You guys also have Twitter. We do. I, Caitlin runs the Twitter solely. I have not actually logged on the, to the Twitter once. You're like, Twitter? What's that? What's a Twitter? I don't tweet. Yeah, I Goodreads. <laughs> I don't know what that is. See, now you're speaking foreign language to me. What's Goodreads? That sounds like a books thing. We got to back the podcast up and get back. What's Goodreads, Joanna? Turn this shit around. Now we're back into the game. What's up? What's Goodreads? What? Goodreads is just, you know, you just put in what you're reading and you have your reading challenge and you can review books and read other people's reviews. <laughs> like, okay, every time I go into a bookstore, I'm like, I'm going to buy this book. I instantly go to Goodreads and I start reading people's reviews. And you're like, like, maybe so I important. won't buy this book. Yeah. Like, I, I've learned so hard that I need to do that. But even though, so... You can't always trust that because that Diary of a Hunting got phenomenal reviews from some people. Like, oh, it's so scary. And I'm like, wow, I almost droll. died from boredom. Yeah. Like, it, just... <laughs> the boredom monster was going to get you before the horror in that book. Yeah. You're like, I'm, I'm more afraid I'm going to fucking fall asleep trying to read it. <laughs> yeah, but it, anger got me through that book. Just two and a half hours of skimming some of it because it was counting flies on like i fucking got this shit fuck off like <laughs> done i'm bored i'm over it yeah Kids i had to know life. how it ended yeah i had to know how it ended worst book ever so i could rant about it forever until i find something worse did you review it on goodreads i have not done oh, my man. full you need to like <laughs> make a full dissertation against that book and just like lay the, warning. <laughs> like lay the smack down via your review. Just be like, this is not horror. What are you talking about? Oh, shit. 
I need to actually look up the author's name because what absolutely sold me on the hatred of this book was that the author put his own name as a character into yes gross come on folks if you're gonna write a book i can't believe that was don't put yourself in the book that just makes you look like you're trying to be the star m verano m verano so there's an m verano in the book just running around doing shit yeah right at the end it's it's atrocious oh jesus yeah, literally, I'm just sitting here reading like, I'm going to fucking finish this so that I can set it on fire. But I ended up hating it so much that every time someone says, oh, what's a horrible book? I have it as an example. This is, in <laughs> fact, horrible. Uh, where can people find Literature Podcast on all the different social medias? It's just Literature Podcast, no punctuation on both Facebook and Instagram. Bookstagram. And yeah, bookstagram. Hell yeah. I hope people follow you. You have great content. And I, I just, I do. I mean, like I said, I know you guys are doing Harry Potter right now, and that's a very specific genre. But I'm excited for beyond that, what you guys bring as content creators, because I feel like the opportunities for you guys as podcasters are endless. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Also notice there's a violin behind you. So you play violin too. Is that what's up? I tried for a little bit. Sure. It was not as great as I hoped. That was the hardest instrument I ever tried to play, ever. Damn, that's strong. It just, it wasn't for me. I was hoping it was. Were you trying to play some yellow card? It just sounded like maybe goats dying. We're going to go back to the goats. (laughs) Always coming back to those goats. Goat busters. (laughs) Shit. Actually, goats do come up a lot. Mish, who is also, who is now the co-host of Literature. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> There's... Oh, yeah, for any... Well, actually, it's not even set on that podcast, so it'd be... It's like a month in advance. It's a People full are spoiler know. alert. Shit. But there's been so many times her phone autocorrects something to goats. Like, one of the first times was your laundry room is so goats instead of so beautiful or something but it is, i wish it were goats you know oh man totes goats totes goats so there's just so many goats she found a goats and yoga class that we could go to when oh, i my visit Jesus, goats like... and yoga that's awesome <laughs> but someone got shit on at one of them oh jesus maybe you <laughs> should even better I feel like I definitely should. You're like, I need to. This is going to be a great experience. I was going to, I just had another question to ask you. Oh, yeah. You know, another thing you exemplify is you're a driven ass person. I got to mention that before we fully get out of here. Because you've been like on this crazy weight loss journey going to the gym and kicking gym's ass and like going, hey, motherfuckers, I've already beat the gym's ass. I need more gym. Can you teach me how to gym even more gym than I'm gymming? How's that been? <laughs> Pretty decent. I did after when I dropped fifty pounds, I ended up staying the same weight for like two months. Happens. The plateau is real. Yeah. And I was just it's gonna move eventually. But getting sick, you know, I made it a little bit further down. So I'm hoping that 
we continue. I, I'm about halfway to where I want to be. I'm sure you'll kill it. You always do. I mean, like I said, you've set your mind to do not one but two podcasts and really branched out the network into something special, and I'm grateful to have you as a part of it. I'm thankful that you came on the show today. Thanks so much for being my guest on The Voice of Survival today. Um, as always, folks, check The Voice of Survival out on all of my social media, whether it's uh, Voice Survival Podcast on Twitter and Facebook or Voice of Survival on Oh, no, 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 no. It's, vo- it's The Voice of Survival on Facebook and Instagram, but it's The Voice of Survival on Twitter. Fucking confusing, because you can't have super long names on Twitter for some dumbass reason. 280 characters, but your name can't be so long, you bitches. <laughs> Jerks. They would never work in the MySpace era. Never. With all their squigglies. No. All right, well... As always, folks, check out The Voice Survival and all the awesome shows on the Journey into Comics Network, including Joanna's Butt Stuff podcast and literature, all at journeyintocomics.com on all the different uh, podcasting sites, whether it's iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, Spotify, because we're there. That's where you can get us. Also, give us a five-star review on iTunes. We really greatly appreciate that. We've been getting more of those. We like those when they come in and say, great, with big capital letters. Somebody just recently said that to us, so I want to just shout them out. Um, but also, also go to patreon.com backslash journey into comics. Give us a buck. Get early access to everything on the network, including this show going live as soon as I'm done editing it. Or all the other shows on the network. That includes Game Addicts Podcast. You don't have to go to GameAddictsPodcast.com. Or for three bucks, get exclusive content and early access. And that means you get the Road to Infinity War, you get all the Journey into Wrestling specials, literature specials, butt stuff specials, foodie specials, every kind of special. You're getting extra content on the Patreon, always extra, all the time. I think that's going to do it for this episode of The Voice of Survival. Joanna, once again, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been fun. I'm glad you were on. Thank you so much. And as always, I've been Nate. And Joanna. And we'll see you guys later. (laughs) Bye. Bye.